Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andy Donaghy. So, we're going to look at a story this morning. Let me just get my phone, not because I've got a message, but because I wrote everything on my phone, which is a really bad thing to do, because if your battery dies, then you haven't got it anymore. Okay. Now, I want you, first of all, to all close your eyes, apart from Sharon, because you'll fall over if you're walking with your eyes closed. Okay? And once you've got your eyes closed, this is everyone, not just children. It's funny, whenever I speak to grown-ups, children are very good at doing what I ask them to do. Whenever I speak to grown-ups, they don't do what I ask them to do. (laughs) It's true, isn't it, Lily? But if you can all be obedient this morning to what I asked you to do, it'll make it flow a lot smoother. Okay. Is it dark? Those of you who said no, it's because your eyes are still open, okay? You need to shut your eyes. Okay. In the beginning, there was nothing apart from God. And God created light. Okay, you can open your eyes now. Amazing. Can you see how light just suddenly appeared? Yeah? Okay? That's what happened on the first day. On the second day, okay, I need a volunteer for this who's over the age of 13. Um... Have we got anyone yet? A volunteer over the age of 13. Thanks, Sharon. It's funny. I never, I never tell people what they're going to be doing. Some of you are going to really regret not volunteering. Now. Can, can you open that? Now, does anyone... This is the second day, okay? Does anyone know what this is? Bubbles, yeah? Do you know what it represents? Yeah, Yuki. No. Elizabeth? Yes. Not just just clouds, though. Other things as well. Sky, yeah. Planets, galaxies, anything else? Shiny yellow things? Round things that you see in the sky? Yeah. Things that you see at night in the sky. Moon. Stars, yeah. Okay, awesome. Sharon, you can carry on doing that because the, like, it, never, it never stops, okay? Job for life, okay? So I'm just going to move over here because I don't want bubbles all over me. Right, then that was the end of day two. Then on day three, we need another volunteer, somebody who has got big lungs. Yeah. No? Somebody who talk- no, because they would have used all of their breath this morning talking to people. Awesome. Right, so on day three, this happened. Okay. 
I've already blown. I've already blown up half of it for you. So um, you can stand there. Have you got the little holes? Yeah. Don't be too long because we need this one before the end of the service. Okay. Okay. Then day four. It's good to see the atmosphere is still here, just about. Oh dear, I got this a bit wrong. Nobody picked me up on it. Does nobody know the story of creation? This is, this is day four, here. Yeah. Day two was actually the sky and the, the sky and the atmosphere. So clouds was actually right. I just took it a bit too far. So day two, you were all supposed to take a breath. So you can do that now. Okay, so we're on to, what day are we on to? Three? No, we've done, this is day three, yeah? No, this is day four, actually. This is so confusing. If only you'd read the story of creation before you all came this morning. Okay, so the next day, does anyone know what God created the next day? Anyone other than Yuki? I'll give you a little clue. What? Birds. Birds, yeah, that's it. So, can you, Millie, can you, can you take a bird out for me? Can you take that one out? And maybe, maybe if somebody can get this one out for me. This one's huge. Oh, there we go. Cool. Millie, do you want to bring your bird out? I've got some more as well, if there's anyone else who feels, feels the need to come down. Do you want to? Awesome. Okay. Oh, my word. Where's the atmosphere gone? Oh. Okay, cool. Thankfully, we can trust in God, and God doesn't let us down like this with his creation. It's a ladybird. It's a what? Well, it was named. It was named a lady. Yeah, it flies. Okay. Then on the next day, on the next day, God created all of the animals. So, can I have somebody to help me with all of the animals? If we just come through the atmosphere. Do you want to get some, get some animals out? Okay. And also, he created man. Now, I could do with somebody to, to be man, preferably somebody... Well, <laughs> yeah. But also, somebody who's as close to zero as possible. Because I don't know if any of you... If anyone's a a great scholar here, Colin, maybe? You look like a bit of a scholar. I have a a question for you all to ponder, if you're getting a bit bored of my drama. Um, When Adam was made, he was technically zero years old. So how old did he look? Hmm. 
I know Fred doesn't look his age, but like I'm sure I'm sure Adam even less looked his age. But for the purposes of this morning, Sophie, I think you're the youngest here. She's not a boy, but she's still the youngest. Okay? So you're going to be representative of man and woman because everyone knows that God soon made, soon made woman as well. Okay? Okay. Now, is... Can everyone, can everyone, like, familiarise themselves with this creation? Yeah. Okay. See, so you guys, you can, you can stay up here with creation if you're happy doing that. And um, Blake, are you still alive? <laughs> Make sure Blake gets an extra bur- burger later from the barbecue. Okay. So God said to God said to man. He said, you can have, or not you can have, I'm giving you the responsibility of having dominion, that's to look after, to oversee, and have control over all of the creation that he made, okay? So man, that's us, was very, we were very blessed, okay? Now, we were actually, we were made on the same day as the animals, Okay, so God didn't God didn't distinguish us in creation as being different to the animals when He made us, but He made a decision once He'd made us to I'm going to give you responsibility over all creation. Okay, that's quite a big responsibility. Is anyone feeling the pressure of responsibility? Yeah. Thanks, girls. Now, before we move on, Blake, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Let's give Blake a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Your reward will be in heaven. I don't know if I can wait Now, who thinks that God's creation is awesome? You know, it's a privilege to, be, to have the responsibility to look after God's creation, yeah? Um, so I think, while we're all up here, I think we should sing a song that we do in J247 and everyone else can join in to celebrate how awesome God is, okay? So we're going to sing. We're just going to sing one song, okay? Our God is a great big God. Who knows it? Yeah? Some of you. Now, can I have two people to, while you're looking after creation, to also do the actions as well? Yeah? Okay, Lily and Elizabeth. So if you come over here, I'll move this up the way. Yeah, you can go and sit by the palm tree. Now, would you like to help Jen sing as well? Yeah. Okay. You know the words, yeah? Wow, wow. 
you guys, have you done action sitting down before? <laughs> it's very unpleasant for the person next to you. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> okay, so if you're able to stand up, if, you, if you're not able to stand up, then hopefully the person next to you will just move over a little bit, okay? Okay, we can go. Wait a minute. Are you ready to sing and do the actions, yeah? Okay. We're doing them as an example for you to follow, okay? We're not doing them for you to watch. Let's go. Awesome. How do you think they did? No comment. Okay. You did all right. You did all right. They didn't all do that. No, they were learning though, so we got to let them off. Okay, next time. <laughs> okay, awesome. Right, if you guys, if you're happy staying up there, you can sit down there with the animals and look after them. I might need you, one or two of you, in a little bit to help out. Okay. So we've looked at creation. We've looked at the responsibility that God gave us, and. Adam and Eve took that responsibility and they started living in it and they lived with God in the garden. They had relationship with God in the garden and their relationship was the ultimate relationship with God. Can I just change my mic over? Sorry, momentary pause. I didn't realise I brought a talking toy. Can you, can you all hear me okay still? Yeah. Is that all right? Okay. So they had this relationship with God in the garden. Awesome. Amazing. Everything was perfect. God's creation was lovely. Their relationship with God was lovely. But there was a problem. Do any of you know what the problem was? Yuki. Um, they ate the fruit. They ate the fruit. There was a tree in the garden that God said, do not eat from. Any parents, I'm going to give you a little tip. Make sure that your kid never sees the tree as an apple tree, or they may be very self-righteous and never eat an apple again. <laughs> so, no. It's not a chilli plant. It's the tree that God said not to eat from. Okay. And what happened was there was a creature somewhere. Oh, guys, you did, you did get half of the animals out. <laughs> we need to be very grateful that God did creation and not us. There was an animal that tempted, that tempted man to eat from the tree. And man ate it. We all know the story. Man ate it, and he got chucked out of the garden. So all of you guys, you have to leave the garden now. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Now... Well, actually, creation did go, or part of... Creation wasn't just in the garden. The garden represented harmony and all God had made living together in harmony. But what happened is creation was still outside of the garden, but there was a problem. 
man was no longer living in close relationship with God and creation was no longer in harmony with man. And that's the point that we're at today. Thank you, Poppy. And I'm going to give you all a challenge this morning, or God's told me to give you a challenge, to look to how the garden was and aim to get back there. And it involves, it involves a little sentence. And that little sentence is, those of you who were here last week, Lenny gave us a very practical example from his testimony of what it means to live in Christ. And God said to me, he was like, you guys, including me, need to live boldly in Christ. I've given you a commission to live boldly in Christ, okay? That's all of us. Elizabeth, can you give me a bold expression? No. Can anyone give me a bold expression? What does boldness look like? No, Richard. (laughs) It's an interesting one, isn't it? What does boldness look like? So we're going to unpack that a bit this morning, and hopefully, by the end of this morning, you will be able to walk out of here very bold in Christ, okay? Not bold in yourself, but bold in Christ. Now, over time, there was a few people who tried to get back in harmony with God. There's a few people who walked very closely with God. I can think Enoch was one of them. And then there was a number of people who God sent as messengers to tell about his plan, who were the prophets. And then finally, Jesus came to save creation. Now... Jesus came and he lived as an example to us. He lived as an example of how, how we should treat people, how we should be towards people, and how we should care for his creation that he'd made. But when Jesus died, he didn't just die to save us. He died and gave us his spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that we too could live as he lived. Okay? Have you got that, girls? so that we could live as Jesus lived. Now, how do you think that might be? Have a little think about it. Just so that you know that what I'm telling you isn't a load of gobbledygook, and it is actually from the Bible, if we go to Ephesians chapter 2, and verse 6, it says... So this is when Christ died, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Now, who do you think that's referring to? Us? Anyone who's accepted Jesus and has chosen to live in Christ. Now, there's a lot of people who accept the fact that Jesus died for them, but don't actually choose to live in Christ and all that he has for them. But Jesus 
God actually says that he has seated us with Christ in heavenly places. So, can I have one of my volunteers who was kicked out of the garden? So, maybe you can take it in turns, have a few minutes each, okay? So, Millie, do you want to come first? Do you want to come first and sit in the chair? And then you can just take it in turns, okay? Or Lily, do you want to come first? Lily, if you come first. Okay? And it means that we have the relationship with God again, who created everything and gave us dominion over everything. And because we're seated in heaven, we have everything available to us that was in heaven, which is pretty cool, yeah? I want to now go to Romans chapter 8. Is everyone keeping up with me all right? Do you know what you have available? Yeah, or well, kind of. We'll unpack that a bit more in a minute. But first of all, there's something about creation that is more than meets the eye to most people, okay? In Romans chapter 8, talks about the future glory and it says for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are so we kind of just now we kind of some people were sure that they were living in Christ as God's children some people were almost sure hopefully by the end of this morning we will all be sure that we are children of God living in Christ Jesus, okay? And if you have any doubts or concerns or anything over that, please ask me before you walk out the door because I'd, I'd love to talk to you. But we have this place seated in heaven available to us if we just accept it where we can be those children of God, okay? And it says... All creation is waiting eagerly, okay? Now, a lot of people think that I'm quite strange, and I probably am. But after reading that verse the week before last, it suddenly made me think, whenever I walk by a tree or part of God's creation, I just imagine this, this tree just standing there going, Oh, 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 are you God's creation? Oh, are you, are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Are you in Christ, are you? Are you in Christ? And that may sound really stupid, but do you know what? Creation... Blake didn't blow up the bass, by the way, remember, I blew up the bass, so don't blame him. So it may sound really stupid, but creation didn't have a choice over what happened, okay? Man, us, we had a choice. God gave us that choice, okay? So we, like, we can blame Adam, okay, for the choice, but actually, would, would you consider yourself sin-free? Would you say that, mm, no, so actually we're just as bad as Adam. So we subjected creation to the curse of God, where 
creation no longer lived in harmony. So, guys, have you ever gone up and stroked a lion? No. I bet Adam did. I reckon that Adam would have been good mates with the lion, okay? Because creation was more in harmony. Have you ever, okay, have you, you got gardens or you go to gardens, there's sometimes plants growing that you don't really want, isn't there? Yeah. Weeds. Mm. Weeds. Imagine a life without weeds, yeah? We get frustrated by them. Do you know what? I don't reckon there was weeds in the Garden of Eden because it was, it was perfect. Everything grew on the right balance. But creation didn't have a choice, okay? This tree, this tree has to live with fighting for its life against thousands of weeds because of what man did. We had a choice. We could have made a difference. And do you know what? God is saying to us today, you have a choice. You can make a difference. And God is calling us to rise up. Now, it says we're children of God. When I read my Bible, the thing that, stri- the thing that strikes me when I think about being a child of God is the Israelites, because they were God's children, the children of Israel. When I go back and read about their success, they were promised the promised land. And the guy who brought them into the promised land, does anyone know his name? Joshua. This is the commission God gave him, okay? I'm just going to pick, this is Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 to 9, okay? Verse 6. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead the people. Verse 7, be strong and courageous. Verse 9, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's a theme running through there, be strong and courageous, yeah? Like, God said it to, to Joshua in the course of, like, seven or eight sentences three times because it was very important that he remembered it. And I believe that for us today, it's very important that we remember who God has called us to be. He's called us to be bold people. He's called us to be people who step out and take responsibility. Now, we could very easily sit back and ignore what's happening in the world and just say, oh, the world's a terrible place, I can't wait till heaven. That's not who God's called us to be. That's not being bold and courageous. That's being timid and scared and running away from it. The people God wants us to be are people who step out and they say, do you know what? I can see what I see with my physical eyes, but I know that God has better, and I know that from my seat in heavenly places, I can work with God just like Adam walked with God in the garden and I can see a change, I can see a difference. I can see creation, what God has made, coming back into harmony with God again. And that's what God has put us here on earth to do. Like, if we were just here for heaven, then... What's the point? We might as well all die now and go to heaven and get there sooner. 
Like, but God wants us to live out our lives like Joshua, being bold, strong and courageous, knowing what we have in him. Now, if we look at the Bible, I've picked out a few different verses to help us to help us understand a little bit what it means to be bold, okay? So, Matthew 5, verses 15 to 17. Boldness to act and be an example in the dark. So, you may, girls, you may have maybe people at school or nursery who are doing stuff that's not good or like a situation that's not good and you know that's not right. How, how do I act in this? It says... No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Father in heaven. Now, sometimes it's not easy to let our good deeds shine out. Sometimes we know how God wants us to act, but it's easier to act the same as people around us. Do any of you find that at school? Sometimes you know somebody's doing bad, um, but it's easier to do what they're doing than do what you know God's calling you to do, yeah? And it's very easy, it's very easy to be a sheep and follow the crowd. But actually, God wants us to be bold and stand out from the crowd and actually be like, no, I can see you doing that, but actually, I'm going to stand here, I'm going to let my light shine, and I'm going to be different. And we can be sure that that will work, and that will bring good if we're seated in this place in Christ. Now, some of you might be thinking, mm, that's all well and good, but I'm not very good. I'm not very good before other people. Maybe you get scared of other people. Maybe you don't like talking out in front of other people hear this one okay if you want to be in Christ okay and have that boldness that being in Christ brings when you're in front of other people Matthew 10 verse 19 to 20 don't worry about how to respond or what to say God will give you the right words at the right time for it is not you who will be speaking it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you which is awesome because it means all we have to do is stand there, be bold and open our mouths and the Holy Spirit will just bring the words out of our mouths, which is pretty cool. So we don't even have to worry about it. But sometimes we get, maybe this is just me, but sometimes I think we get so concerned about what to say to people that we're scared to open our mouths and we completely miss the fact that, no, we're seated in Christ we have his spirit. We don't have to worry about what we're going to say. We just step out and start speaking and God will give us the words to say. If I wasn't seated in Christ, I would not be talking to you this morning because you're all pretty scary. <laughs> it, it helps when you give me a little smile, but generally I find it pretty scary standing in front of all of you. Two or three of you on your own I can handle, but all of you, oh my word, I need to get back in the seat again. And people are like that. People judge us. People 
throw accusations at us, people persecute us, especially if we try and be a light and speak out for Jesus. I guarantee that if you walk around your school or nursery or your place of work with a big sign over your head saying, I love Jesus, it won't be long before somebody laughs at you or says something abusive towards you. Are you scared of that happening? I don't recommend you doing that unless God asks you to do it. But actually, people in the world, they don't know how good Jesus is. They don't know what he's done for them. They need to know. And actually, actually, people have in them... Do you know what? Even if people don't know Jesus, they were created by him, and they have in them that cry saying, show me who the children of God are. Show me who those people who are going to help me are, even if people don't know it. Do you know what? I talk to people who are complete atheists, they're not interested in God, and they, they, don't wanna, they tell me they don't want to hear what I've got to say. But do you know what? They very rarely walk away from me straight away. They want me to talk to them. And do you know why? Because they're crying out. They might not want to know in their heads, but in their spirits, they're crying out to know. And we need to be bold and stand before those people to see those children of God who are crying out, save me, save me, from their spirits. Saved? Okay, the next verse. Is this good? Is it challenging? Right, okay. Where's the next verse? Matthew 10, verse 19 to 20. Okay, here's another one about boldness to speak. And if people say stuff back to you that you're a bit like, oh, no, that really hurts me. Don't, be, don't let it affect your emotions. Don't let it get to you. Just be bold to speak. Sorry, that's the wrong one. I've already done that. Um, boldness in tricky situations, Okay. If you don't really know what to do, if you think some, has anyone ever been in a situation where, oh my word, this is impossible, how do I act right in this situation, how on earth am I going to survive through it, okay, and you feel like, okay, I trust in the God of the impossible, but actually, for me, this is impossible, and I don't know if I can do it, have you ever been in that situation, yeah, and you're like, oh my word, I want to have faith and belief, but... This is impossible. How do I do it? Okay, this verse is cool, all right? Girls, are you listening? This is a great one for your friends. In your strength, that's God's strength, that's being in Christ Jesus, I can crush an army, and with my God, I can scale a wall. Now, how many of you have ever crushed a whole army or ever scaled a wall or done anything similar? Well, that's rubbish. That means we haven't taken that verse and our position in Christ Jesus and actually lived it out yet, which kind of makes sense why God's brought that message for me to bring this morning. It's okay, I've got some more at home. How many of you would like to be able to jump over a wall? Yuki, anyone else? Yeah? Anyone else? Come on. Boldness. The jumping over a wall is a cool thing to do. Okay? 
or like crushing a whole army on your own. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean going out and killing people, okay? We're living in the New Testament of God's love and his grace and his mercy. But actually, when you're confronted with a whole group of people, I, I tell you what, there's, have I got a bit of time left? Yeah. There's certain people who you walk down the street and you just don't want to go near them. They just, they just don't look like people who, who you want to meet. Can I borrow some people? <laughs> yeah, come on, Blake. Okay, I'll wear it. Where is it? In there? Yeah, there you go. Okay, you, you never... Come on, Colin. <laughs> Do you want to stand up so everyone can see? You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to walk into us in the street, would you? Put your hand up if you'd like to walk into us in the street. Who's who's going to come and share about Jesus with us? You. Do you know what? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we. He's got the red rinse. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be scared of these people. Do you know, these are the people who God wants us to reach out to. To change personality. Okay. We need to have boldness. <laughs> it obviously suits you better. We need to have boldness to, to go and speak to these people, to step out, to connect with these people, to not shy away when God calls, God calls us to them. And, you know, I've got three things... You can sit down now, Blake. That's cool. I've got three things for you to take away this morning to respond. You can choose one of them or maybe two. What the enemy wants us to do is to shy away, to be timid, to be scared, to run away from these impossible situations, these scary people, these moments where we have an opportunity to speak out, but we don't want to. But what God wants us to do is to stand up, to be strong. And some of you, you need to take this lie from the enemy that you are not bold enough and you need to change it. First of all, for some of us, it might be bold enough to admit that actually we failed and we need Jesus, that we, we can't do life on our own, that you're at the stage where you've been trying to do life on your own and do stuff in your own strength and you realise, do you know what, I can't. Do you know what? Maybe I've rejected Jesus. Maybe I've never accepted him. I need to get to this place because actually what he offers me is far better than anything I could, I could sort out myself. You need to be bold enough to admit that you've fa- you failed. For some people, you need to be bold and make a decision to join with God again. Okay? Now, it may be that you've been walking with God in some areas of your life, but other areas of your life, you need to say, do you know what? I haven't. I haven't been walking with God in that. I need to step back into it. 
And like I've been, I've been challenged with, with, um, with not like not full strength and health over the past what eight eight months of my life. It's easy for me to step out and try and do stuff on my own in that and try and sort it out myself. But God constantly reminds me, no, be bold and stand with my word. Stand with my word in what I say. Be bold, step out, be an example, be a light. Show creation that you're my child, that you're one living in Christ. Give creation hope. So maybe that's you. You need to be bold to make that decision, to join back into partnership with God again. And the final one, you need to be bold to get on with, with the job God's called you to do, confidently knowing that he's given you all you need to do it, but also humbly because you know that all you have comes from him. And I believe that actually that's the, that's the goal for all of us this morning. Whether you need to take one of the other two steps or not, the goal is actually God has a plan which involves every single one of us and it involves us sitting in that seat with Jesus, not on our own throne, but with God, knowing everything that we have in him and boldly standing. And we're going to finish there I'm going to just pray for every single one of you. But what I want you to do as a way of response after I've prayed is I want you to turn around to the person next to you or a few people around you and I want you to tell them what bold step you're going to make. Because do you know what? If you want to be happy, you've got to do something that makes you happy. If you want to be bold, you've got to do something that makes you bold. And the, the verse about open your mouth and the words will come out, I believe that's true, not just with your mouth, but with your life. You take a step and it will work. You take that first step and God will, God's spirit, the spirit of Jesus Christ living in you, will come out and will flow out. But it's only when we take that step. So, Father God, I thank you that you didn't just leave us outside the garden you didn't just leave us outside of your plan outside of that harmony of creation but you've given us that opportunity through Jesus to come back into relationship with you and to join with you in your plan for creation for us to take up that responsibility as your children of having that having that responsibility of dominion and care over your creation and father I thank you for a boldness, a courage and a strength coming across us right now, coming across Worthing Congregation right now to stand up and be the people who you've called us to be in our streets, in our communities, in our families, amongst each other, that we would be bold, strong and courageous and step out in your will, whatever it takes. Amen. Can I hear a bolder amen? Amen. 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 Share with somebody else. We're going to go down in probably how many minutes to the field for? In 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, If you come up, Andrea. A good step of boldness is to take one of these and offer to somebody. 
um, invite them next week. Be thinking outside the box though, be open to what God says. Don't think I could never scale a wall, okay? Because God wants, like I'm passionate to hear stories of people who have done things that are impossible. Blake's just writing down all of the impossible things he's going to do this week. Yeah, that's good. But share with each other. Share with each other the boldness that, that God brings. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.